Welcome to Football Hot Boys, the show where two hot seamen talk about football, hairdressers, Matt Patricia's pants, and end racism forever. So, you're welcome. Dude, there so, are fucking times that, like, I won't even be watching the game, but I'll be like, oh, please be on halftime. Because, like, it's like what we talk about all the time, man. It is the best panel, not just in sports, but in media. The, the, it's one of the best desks uh, in, in the history of television. It really it's is. fantastic. It's the perfect balance of, of different charismas and hilarity and actual knowledge, too, in the weirdest of places. But mm-hmm. uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I don't understand. Well, I mean, I think part of what makes it so beautiful is it's so, I think, probably hard to manufacture. Mm-hmm. So um, it's probably why we don't see it all the time. Like, I think the guys, I can't remember what the fucking show is called. The Fox morning show for um, college football is really good. Okay. It's it's like Reggie Bush and Brady Quinn and a couple other guys. It's actually really good. Um, so, and, and then you saw it, there were like certain um, Tej and Chris Berman era desks that were pretty good yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and i don't really like the fox show now but before terry went senile that fox morning <laughs> show was 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 pretty good but now terry is just like kind of sad crazy not like funny crazy anymore it's like he can't yeah. quite wrestle the conversation down and but it's yeah. like part of their it's part of their stick too is uh, it's crazy terry he's giving his money away and shit mm-hmm. and he's, he's drilling and pooping his shit. pants and yep <laughs> sucking on insure <laughs> but yeah, and, and, I, and I I like Howie, but he is super boring. But I like him. He's a he's a tough guy to like evaluate on that show. I think if the guys around him were a little funnier, he'd be a lot more effective of a straight man. Oh, okay. So yeah, good good call. Good call. I I I, I think if. I don't even know the, the the black guy on the left that is there. I don't remember even remember his name. Uh, uh, Kurt Menefee. Kurt Menefee. Yeah. S- sorry, I don't mean to um, shit on you, professional <laughs> broadcaster. But uh, I, I just don't feel like like he brings a lot. He's like, ha ha. Anyway, on to the next story. Like it, it's it's not super additive. If we if they had a little more personality out of the ends of that table, I think he would. Well, that's that's a good point. Is like I like again. It's another guy that I like. He just doesn't excite me. Like Ernie Johnson on the TNT roundtable. Mm-hmm. You know, he he is the best. Like uh, calling him a moderator is a disservice to him and his craft. He is incredible at balancing those big egos and keeping it funny, letting them be funny, and and still getting the point across. He's he's the like perfect. It, you mirror him if that's your job. Well, like I said, it, it, and that those are those roles are important. And I think that's what that that Sunday morning show is missing. And CBS has made like a four decade long project of making that the most oatmeal fucking morning show they can possibly make. It's like this is technically good and good for me, but I'm not super excited to eat it. And so, but I mean, it, it, it's fine. It's fine. But nothing compares to. Do you remember the? I guess the early days of the Fox Sports like emergence i guess i should say and it was when we were in the navy and it's like eight years seven eight years ago however long it's been and we were we would watch some of those morning shows because we're at work at three in the morning yep i I know exactly where this is going it was the worst one ever it was like how are these people getting money that was the brian erlacher donovan mcnab uh and randy moss there's one i'm forgetting too man it's uh god it's uh dredzy mcgee (laughs) 
Jesus, what was no, his name? No, LeVar Arrington was on NFL <laughs> Network. He was on NFL Network. That's he something was on NFL yeah. Network. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was actually oh. good. I liked he LeVar was. Arrington because his he hair was. was fucking bananas and awesome at the same time. And he had the most fly Mr. Rogers sweaters that you ever saw in your life. Oh, for sure. Life. Yeah, yeah. He, he was crispy, crispy sweaters. But Brian Urlacher was maybe the worst sports person not playing sports I'd ever seen, man. He was horrible. horrid. Horrid. And the fact that Randy Moss is now good at his job. He, just, yeah. Just shows you how bad those, like those guys were dragging Randy Moss down. Like those guys are just like, <laughs> and and was uh, was uh, was Donovan McNabb part of the? Hey, yes, we yes, I already super, know where you're going with this. Yeah, yep. we we were super gross to the hairdresser story. Yes, which is the greatest story of all. Th- which well, not to get sexist on the show or anything, yeah. but. I remember we were like, dude, we got to see what she looks like, man. Like, yeah. why, why would you risk your career and Not money? only was it like Donovan McNabb getting handsy, it was the entire on-screen <laughs> of staff of NFL All Network. Of it was it was kind of a, a, a unique sca- sex scandal in media. It was crazy. Because normally it's like, oh, uh, turns out Harvey Weinstein molested a million women. And you're like, oh, wow, he's a awful fucking monster predator but this is this was the, the exact reverse. opposite of that it was yeah, the exact, exact opposite, opposite. <laughs> it was six guys molesting one woman and i'm like what the fuck is what like how does that even happen yeah and then and then you realize that they're just kind of all nasty people mm-hmm. and she just happened to be there which i guess is yeah that's the psychology of sex yeah, crime. It, it's about power it, it, it's horrible I, we, don't is. Yeah. Condone, yeah, but, we don't yeah we don't condone any of that <laughs> shit but it, in a sick way it is kind of funny because of how Absolutely like, insane it is. All of these multi-millionaires are like, yeah, I'm going to risk it all for this hairdresser. <laughs> right, right. And some of the it's, shit they said, too, man, was bonkers, man. Like, or just, I can't believe that shit was quoted. Or just like uh, fucking Warren Sapp just straight-ass pissing in front of her and just be like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm Warren Sapp. You can't do shit about this. And like being he's right dr- for yeah. like years. But yeah. <laughs> like he's getting drug tested or something. She's got to watch. Yep. Like, <laughs> like he was in the Navy. <laughs> Oh, but he's like God, not even man. in the ba- he's not even in the bathroom. He just starts piss- like talking just, just, mid conversation. He just pulls his dick out, starts pissing right there, like into a fern or a garbage. Yeah, can yeah, in a plant or yeah. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. How did Charles Davis survive that? He was the only guy that came out of that with a career. Don't don't. I hope I'm not wrong on this. Uh, was Am I confusing at- him with someone else? That's what, what I'm saying. Because I thought that? I thought yeah. what. I might be I might be making this up. Wasn't Chris Berman kind of yes. involved in that? Yes. Okay. I no, that that was. was NFL Network. That was NFL Network, though. So oh, he wasn't. All oh, right, right. Hold so on. Okay. Yeah. J- just just to avoid legal problems, I'm going to actually look up the cast of this. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because now I want to know everybody. Because if we're going to clown on guys, let's make it guys that deserve it. Exactly. Uh, let me see. I I got to be no way that 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 it was actually <laughs> Charles Davis. Nope, it was it, it was Eric Davis. Wrong Davis. Eric Davis. Eric Davis. <laughs> Eric Davis. It was Eric Davis. Wow. Sorry, Chuck. Did not mean to do yeah, that to you. Yep. Okay. So it was Marshall that. Falk. It was yep. Marshall Falk. Heath Evans. I remember because Heath Evans that's was the shower. Like sending that, did, yeah, that was the show. dick yep. pics and yep and all that kind of stuff. And Donovan McNabb and Eric Davis. God. So as far as the quality of the programming, it was an effective uh, hiring move to get rid of the pervs because all those guys were not good. No, not good. Anyway, not good. Yeah. Well, yeah. you want to talk some actual football today? Or you... Yeah, I do. I was just about to transition into that. So, so what do you got for me, big boy? I mean, 
Well, first off, did you did you do any any, any senior bowl stuff? Did you look at any of that? Have you done any draft work yet? Judge, a little bit of draft work. Um, I haven't got to any senior bowl stuff yet. I've mostly been looking at the high profile guys, skill position guys. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly, mostly receiver is where I'm putting in most of my work because it is deeper than running back. Not no surprise, but. Mm-hmm. Well, th- that's actually super interesting because I haven't done any receiver work yet. I've done all quarterback okay. work so far. So, like, who are some? So, so we can educate each other, I guess, on some quarterbacks. What so, is this, man? Is this so, fucking twenty questions here? Are you trying to get my draft rankings? T- yes, man. That's definitely. That's gonna be real hard to do a football podcast where like cagey about who we like. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. So, tell right, me about right. my receivers. Well, number seven is fast. I I honestly, I I will say this. This is like my take for this class. Yeah, I I think it's legitimately you you copy and paste the last year's receiver class. Really? Yeah, that's that's how I look at it. It might be. I think the one one is cream and like he's way above the rest. But as far as the way you break it down into tiers, I almost feel like the tiers are structured the exact same. You just insert different names here. I think that's interesting because I think probably the top two guys in this draft class, I mean, so subtracting the fact that we know what Justin Jefferson turned into. Okay. <laughs> um, if we're just looking at that draft class going into the year, I still I think the two top two guys are probably better. I think maybe even the top three guys are probably better than anyone Ooh, that was in last come year. come on, man. Because Jalen Waddle is is like the guy where it's like, I really like him, but I can see how the reads are kind of just, can kind of deviate there. And sure. I, I know, I, I like, let's not forget how high we all were on Jerry Judy last year. And like, C.D. Lamb. Not, and C.D. Lamb. And C.D. Lamb. Let's not throw that out. Because those are, still, those are one-two, I mean, just like the one-two. And I, I get it. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and, you know, of course mm-hmm. I'm going to rank these two now, you know. But if, if those two turn out to be C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy, that's not a bust. I mean. No, absolutely not. I, I just, I also think those guys are just... I think kind of more they're NFL players now, mm. like like mm-hmm. both of those guys. Like they, you, you don't need to cook those guys. Like you need to cook. Like even Jerry Judy like needs to cook still. Like he's just it, you can tell the speed of the game is a little bit like okay, ball comes real fast and I need to be like it, you, you can kind of see him adjusting to the game still. But like I just so, so yeah. When your so game the, is uh, mossing people, like you've adjusted. Yeah, no, that, that's a that's a great <laughs> yeah. point, and that is, that is absolutely mm-hmm. his game. And for our listeners, of course, mm-hmm. we're talking about Devonte Smith and Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. to continue on to my point, I yeah. look at the I also look at the top two, just like last year's top two in regards to like, especially the way our group has viewed them. Where last year we all had Jerry Judy one one, and then it was like, wait a minute, you know what? And then we all kind of started going CD Lamb as one one, and that mm-hmm. was like the natural progression that our our league had made and i kind of think the same thing could happen this year where right now sitting here at this fucking desk we're like Devonte smith is one one but i'm not going to be surprised in three months where we're like yeah wait a minute jamar chase is I, actually my one one i i feel like my my flag is deeply planted between Devonte smith's shoulder blades i feel like this this guy is not going to probably move off that take However, I think on draft day, Jamar Chase will end up going 1-1 just because I feel like 
he's the kind of player that just fucking blooms in. I, I know that the pre-draft process is all fucked up this year just because like we're not having a combine. Oh, all that kind of right, shit. right, right. Yeah. Right. But Jamar Chase, when it comes down to like spreadsheet scouting, is just going to keep climbing on. I mean, climbing from two to one base or one A to one, not A. Like you know, it, right? It, I I just really feel like I think he was also the only guy that was not hurt by opting out. <laughs> like made in the Dude, entire draft. right didn't yeah. hurt him at all. Didn't hurt him all. Because it's like, oh, last year he was just a giant beast, and we have no reason to believe that he's not <laughs> going to be just a giant beast again. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So I also listened to, of course, I listened to the podcast. I'm not Cody, um, but I listened to the <laughs> po- podcast last week, and I'm glad you recapped our, our draft analysis uh, paid subscription uh, information. Yep, the, mm-hmm. And there's there's one more thing I want to talk to you about to throw. Now that we're on receivers, this is one other thing. Okay. That, uh, while, while I was watching receivers, this popped into my brain as well. So when I'm scouting receivers, there's one very specific thing I look for. It's the first thing I look for because it's Mm -hmm. optical and I can see a body. I look at their body and I judge how sexy it is. But more importantly, importantly, it's kind of something that you would get yourself in trouble with where it's like, oh, my God, Corey Davis looks amazing coming out of college. There's something I look Mm -hmm. for. And it's yep. where they they look like they have the like the silhouette of a of a NFL like receiver body, but they're not mm-hmm. filled out yet. And De- uh, excuse me, and CD Lamb was the epitome of that, where it was like you saw the muscle definition and you saw the frame, but he didn't have the bulk yet. And you're like, yeah, but he's gonna he's gonna get that. And I bet you next year he's gonna put on 10, 15 pounds, and he's gonna be the receiver that. I envision in my brain when I, when I when I see him now because he does play bigger than what he is and he's already pretty big but he's gonna bulk up and be bigger and that's something that kind of, I hate to say it but kind of does worry me about Smith because he doesn't have the frame he's just naturally he's not gonna fill out like that he's no he's not like he's yeah. not and doesn't mean you can't be a complete stud at the wide receiver position but but then I look at Jamar Chase and it's kind of like. It's almost like AJ Brown by the time. Yeah, 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 he's gonna be huge. He, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so now, now the important, the important thought of that is, what do we name that as far as categories are for the Hot Boys Football Drafting School for, that's for a, football drafters? Um, so, a couple of thoughts popped in my head immediately was fuckability was what we could call it, but I don't feel like that necessarily fully describes that because no. we're not necessarily talking about how much you want to have sex with these men. It's more about how you how much you want to have sex with them in two years once they get right the potential yeah Yeah. right yeah uh twink factor is i think possible um Uh, you get that's it you can stop no it's (laughs) just stop it's it's twink factor (laughs) twink factor okay so a twink factor is is very big with it how much how much can they expand their frame into sexiness it's okay, going to be a I, I score like it's just like most of our stuff it's a base score zero to ten if you got a zero over if you, a seven or over twink factor you definitely should keep your eyes on that receiver that's, that's a first round grade that's the first round grade right there um so so like you're probably scoring like Devonte smith like a three on the twink factor yeah yeah because because he, he's just he, he's his frame is is maxed out it is um, it is yeah so well and even a guy like rashawn bateman is is already like sexy and big he's yep. probably not going to beef more than that so he's probably like four you know somewhere in that neighborhood jalen waddle's probably a lower score but yeah jamar chase you, you can score. beefcake him out yeah six yeah, seven yeah score. Yep, yep definitely that first first round twink factor i like but 
Like I said, this is what you got to pay. We're giving way too much of this free. Yeah, yeah, I'll like, start. Yeah, I, that's I, on me. That's on me. I, 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 I funny feeling people much. are like, I'm going to like be walking down the street and the wind is going to blow a $20 bill against my foot. And I'm going to be like, oh, someone just paid for a subscription to our draft school. And I will have already given them everything and I won't have anything to yeah, like whisper why they to pay? the wind yeah. to get back to the. Yeah, exactly. 100%. That's on me. I'll take I'll take the blame on that. I, I say, well, we're st- we're still develop. It's still a beta project right now. Okay, so we're still we're still figuring it out. We're still designing it. But so, we've never been. But we've also never been wrong. So just it's, it's very true. We, we we I have I have absolutely um, never in my life life uh, traded for J John Dynasty football <laughs> ever. So uh, definitely not. Well, because we already we already put Zach Wilson through our school. I oh am my god, mild, that was a great, yeah. fantastic bit, fantastic. Bit. <laughs> that was that was. Thank you, thank you. That was great. Definitely, definitely has girl shoulders though, man. <laughs> have 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 you seen a picture of him? I have, yeah. It's okay, not impressive. Okay, he, yeah, it's, it's no, not it's impressive. not. He he's like thirteen years old, like hundred percent. And I loved your take of of the weight, his style of play and his comps, and like his only deficit is a huge one in regards to like yeah he doesn't have the the arm that the guys that he's trying to play like have so, but mm-hmm. but but we all like him because of his style of play and those things yeah so. I mean it's a, it's a sexy game he has he like he he has like yeah like a very appealing to the eye game he has a very yeah. fuckable game yeah but yeah. Jesus, man, you're just gonna you're gonna run us out of business. Just keep giving away these free. <laughs> exactly. And also, I wanted to clarify something about fucking Justin Fields, because I feel like I'm gonna keep eating this throughout the off season. Okay. I like just I like Justin Fields. I want to make that clear. I do not think that Justin Fields is bad. I do not think that he's going to bust or anything. I just ranked him lower than those other guys. You can rank yeah, guys no. lower than other guys and still like them. So yeah, when I, I when I was listening, clear. that I I don't I, yeah I didn't think you were bashing him or anything. I just can yeah. tell you have you have a boner for a couple other guys. You know, it's no big deal. Exactly, exactly. And I was like washing my dishes, getting ready for the show. I'm like, I'm thinking, I think I'm ready to say this. I think this is my favorite quarterback class. I could tell how much you um, love it ever. I, I, yeah, I can feel the passion I, from it. Yeah, like I I, I was thinking, I'm like, I can't think of one I liked more coming in. Because I, I, I just feel like, I feel like all, all there's there's but there's there's always bust potential, and there's like definitely Zach Wilson's, um, you know, eight out of ten arm instead of eleven out of ten arm mm-hmm, could mm-hmm. could hold him back. When you play like that, you gotta you gotta be able to fucking zip it, dude. Like you can't true. you can't float can't float shit out there. He could bust, but I I really feel like if you draft one of these guys, you're gonna be okay. Like you're gonna be all right. Um, the question is, we'll get ready for this fucking transition. With this great quarterback, do the Lions still need one at eight? Because See, they have a new quarterback. Yeah, that erased a lot of you guys' takes, uh, specifically mm-hmm. yours from the podcast. Because when that happened, yeah. when you, when I was listening, I had already, you know, the trade had already been completed. So I was like, man, this is this is going to be interesting to hear some of your thoughts on this for for this week's podcast. But. To continue on, man, that, that that was a huge move for the Rams, and it's nothing that they haven't done before. And all I can hope for is that it just because they're going to be good, but hopefully they're not good enough, and it just doesn't work out. And they just keep digging that hole deeper, and they just keep digging that hole without equity in it. And it, it, if they don't win a Super Bowl, I mean, they're just continuing to fuck themselves. So I let's go over. Let's look at it from the Rams side, and then we're going to hop on a little pogo stick over and we're going to talk about it in Detroit side. So staying on the Rams side here, 
I, I love the move. I think I said multiple times this season that my dream scenario for Matt Stafford was to be in LA and to see what Sean McVay could do with a dude with a fucking you did. throbby hose like he like he has. I, I'm so I'm I'm actually like as a football fan, wickedly excited to see what that product is gonna look like. As someone with a team in the NFC and you in the division, I'm less excited. I feel like they're gonna be a headache, even if they're not the best team in the conference. For sure. So That's be, how I yes. Be a pro- yeah. yeah, they're gonna be a problem. Um I actually don't hate what they paid as I think much as, as other people do. I just because there is value in getting rid of, they paid to get rid of golf. Like it was like, it cost a first and a third to get Stafford. And then it cost another first to get get rid of golf out. (laughs) That's yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. Mm -hmm. And the guys that those picks are so far out that, I mean, the players you're using them on are like kissing girls for the first time right now. Like, like it, it's like it's it, it's someone else's problem. It's like so far away from you that it's not even the person you are's problem. And if you're wrong, you're fired anyway. So fuck fuck those draft picks. Fuck them. Right. Right. So like it, from from Les Snead's point of view, you've built this team. You fucked up the Goth pick. If you hold on to Goth, it will sink you. You're toast cool and and if it doesn't work if it crashes and burns and you're still there sell off and start again you're starting from zero anyway so like it's yeah so i i think it's a good move so hop over to detroit yeah go ahead no so before we get to detroit um Mm -hmm. i wanted to talk about uh one maybe two points uh for la's side is that i do like uh the point you were making in regards to the the value they gave it would have been worse if they were a worse team but it does kind of make sense based on where they finish, where the picks aren't the highest of value and they are more in a win now mode. So I do agree with you on that. The other aspect that I'm curious to see with what this team actually looks like offensively now is because with Jared Goff, they were technically a run team, right? And it's like, were they a run team Mm -hmm. because of design or because of Jared Goff? And I'm pretty sure it's because of Jared Goff and they have all the right weapons to be an aerial show. I think Especially like Cam Akers in the backfield being a, a potential dual threat, which I think he can be. Um, mm-hmm. And they have the receiving core. They have three, uh, two studs and a third, ni- a nice third receiver, you know, in Van Guy's Jefferson. Cooking, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can definitely move the ball through the air. And I think they're going to be more of a balanced attack than, than what they've been. So th- they're super frustrating to play against in my division, especially. So it sucks that they're better. I always hate seeing a team like that get better. So it's weird. So we've been like told for almost 30 years now um, how brilliant this Shanahan system is. Basically, right. basically, this zone running system. Right. For the most part, it has never existed with like an elite quarterback running the show. Nope. I mean, we, we had like an, an MVP year for Matt Ryan, uh, a rookie of the year show from RG3 one year. Yeah, it's and it's definitely the, boosted. The, the, yes. Yeah. And then the last like maybe 1.5 elite years of John Elway. That's literally been it. We've never mm-hmm. seen it hum with a, with a great quarterback until this year when Rodgers was the MVP in the, in the LaFleur branch of that school. And yep. I got to think, because ultimately Sean McVay is not from Mars. He has not completely, he's not playing an entirely different kind of football. He's playing a, a 
uh, Shanahan system with a much more evolved um, running gun passing game with it. Yes. So I got. I guess I could just see him sitting on the sidelines, losing to the Packers, going, "I'm so fucking sick of the shit." Like, like it, what I want to sling do it. Yeah, is, I want to sling the fucking ball. Yeah, it's happening in front of me, and, and I'm not steering the ship. This fucking guy with uh, that looks like he's 22 years old, and and like and like he smells like oh like old navy spray. Like, like I, I I I'm getting cucked by this guy. I'm better yeah. looking than him. So um, it's so I I could see how he's like fuck it. This is enough. Pay what you got to pay. Get this guy in the house. Get him in here. Yeah, get him here. That, so I my, yeah. so I, I I get that. I get that. Yep. They're, so, they're gonna want to sling it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said this for the first time last week. Uh, it's gonna be a new mantra for me. Uh, I'm going to keep doing it. Um, I'm just going to assume that everything Detroit does is wrong. Yeah. Um, just yeah. Um, so they got a haul, a haul and a half back. That's yeah. not the bad part of this move. The thing that I think they did wrong is I think they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna roll with J- Jared Goff. Fuck yeah, let's rock. Like I think that's the wrong thing. Me Don't too. Don't do that. Why wouldn't you just get like the equity equivalent of Jared Goff, but something else? And it's like then you get yourself a real deal. Well, because you get that first round pick for taking for paying him, basically what it comes down to. But like God. it's so getting him in the trade is not the part that I hate. It's the mentality okay. of getting him in that trade and going, "Oh, he's our guy now." Um, you you think that's what it is? I I I think they're thinking that exclusively i don't have any inside information right. exclusively because i assume the worst about the detroit lions <laughs> exclusively 100 percent exclusively i i because just can't believe that that just sounds stupid like that's asinine for that to even be a thought so the thing is jared goff with sean mcveigh is super saiyan for jared goff it is the best version of jared goff that will ever exist it is his hair is glowing. He's screaming. <laughs> that is the best version of Jared Goff that will ever exist. You're not going to get that in Detroit. It's going to no be way. grosser. The, no it's going to be grosser. Like no chance it's going to be that good. So you just signed up for a worse version of a bad thing you just saw. So I, I do not. It's like, hey, three years ago he lost the Super Bowl by not being good in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so it's like, so he's our guy. I, I don't. It's bad. It's a bad idea. Don't do it. Draft someone at eight and carry on and just pay the guy just to get the pick. Like, yes. just do it. Agreed. In fact, you can you can draft Mac Jones and go, oh, no, Jared Goff's helping us develop. He's a bridge. And then, like, Jared, don't talk to Mac. Don't don't talk to him. <laughs> don't look at him. Just stay over there. I'm with you, man. That's that's the way they yeah. should. Yeah, that, that's the way they should. Because, I, I mean, when they made the deal, the first thing I was like, that doesn't change anything. They're still going to draft a quarterback in the top 10. No, mm-hmm. That doesn't change anything for their draft outlook. But it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. You're right. I mean, it is Detroit, and we've seen them be Detroit before. But it just sucks, man, because they do have some offensive weapons we like, and they might be losing one uh, due to um, contract situations. But... Do you think him walk and I know convince that, yes. that Jared Goff is like you can't do one or the other. Like like if he goes, then you have to punt on it. Like if you're gonna bet on Jared Goff, you have to sign Kenny Galladay. Like, you, you have, have to sign to Kenny Galladay. If you if you're playing Jared Goff, you sign Kenny Galladay. If you if you don't sign Kelly Kenny Galladay, which is an option, and it's not the I mean, I don't like it, but but you're 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 tanking again. Like you're full tank mode. Because what else do they have, mm-hmm. man? They have they have DeAndre Swift and a bunch of Guys that Danny are on the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so it's like if, if you're going to go with Jared Goff, you sign Kenny Galladay and you draft Jalen Waddle at eight. Because they're not – are they paying anybody yeah. on the defense? What is – where is their money tied up? I don't defense? think – I think I said la- – you you need – why can I never remember this guy's name? The guy they drafted. I don't know uh, why I can never remember his I'll name. I'll get it in just a second because I just had it. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to kill me. I have it right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I do too. I I, I think yeah, I got the it. Fourth I got time it. on this show. I'm God. I'm just proud of myself because it was killing me. Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda. I think I've forgotten his name every time I try to bring him up on this show. I've never remembered. I don't know name. why it's a hard it, name to remember. It's. I, I have no fault. idea why it slips. It's because he plays for the Detroit. The like, second you play That's for why. Detroit, you become trans, transparent. You, you yeah, you yeah, cease like, to exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just yeah. you're not you're like you're like kind of like figments of an imagination. You're like he is he even fucking real? I don't even know. Well, it's, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, but like, other than him, you need to replace every every single defensive player, <laughs> every, all of them. Get them, get them all out of there, get rid of all of them. I don't so even know like, this. So is is Jamie Collins on that team? I think it sounds like he's he is. On that team. He is. Okay, go ahead and replace him. Get yeah. rid of him. <laughs> it's because he's like their he's second go- best player that yeah I could think of, and he's hey, completely replaceable. He's, He's fine. You don't need him. Stop paying him. Like it's like he doesn't help you. You're not good enough that Jamie Collins helps you. If you're the Packers, Jamie Collins helps you. But if you're right, Detroit, right. Jamie Collins does not do shit for you. Like it is not helpful. And it, 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 it's a a whispering reminder that Matt Patricia was once your coach. That's all Jamie Collins is, is to you guys. Same with isn't like Trey Flowers making like twenty million dollars a year there too? Like I, Oh, that's right. That's where their big money yeah. is. That's right. It's Trey yeah. Flowers. Keep paying Trey Flowers, but don't sign Kenny Galladay. Good job, guys. But like, <laughs> it, yeah. So, yeah. Don't. So you, if you decide that Jared Goff's your guy, I guess fine. You have other places you can spend picks on. You need a lot of other shit. Yeah. yeah. And and you could even go not take a quarterback there if for some reason you don't like these guys, and because you have a lot of problems to solve. And is mm-hmm. bringing a quarterback into a team that's super bad always a great idea? No. Maybe take um, take take the best offensive lineman available there, and then just so the next time you have a shot at quarterback, boom, you have something in place to help them. So maybe I don't know. The point is, Detroit has a lot of ways to make it work and a lot of ways to fuck it up. And I'm just going to lean on on that exactly. one just because it's Detroit. Uh, I just remember when we first started this podcast, how excited everybody was for the Detroit Lions. And- yeah, if if you're like ranking our personal disappointments from 2020, they're way like, up I feel like, yeah, that is like super high for me, man. That was, we we were all excited just to see something kind of spicy and fun and fresh, and then Matt Patricia's is like, no, no, the only thing big fresh, frog face. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only fresh thing you're gonna see are these subway sandwiches going inside my gullet one after another. Well, the only thing like, fresh is the point on this pencil that's behind my ear. <laughs> in my upright posture when I'm sitting in a chair talking to a reporter. Mm-hmm. To a reporter. Dude, what a piece of shit. Like, okay, so, like, he gets worse the farther away we get from him, too. Yes. It's like, wow, you were a dickhead and you were trash at your job. And it's like, it's like if you're going to be, like, abrasive, at least be great. So people have to, like, oh, well, Matt Patricia called me a dickhead, but at least, at least he's Matt Patricia. It's Dude, like, no. It's, it's like being yelled the- dickhead at... <laughs> Yeah, it's like someone at the bus station calls you dickhead. It's like fuck you. 
that that whole scenario, man, was one of the biggest case. I'm not a fucking psychologist, don't claim to be, but that was one yeah. of the biggest cases of projection that I've ever seen in that high level of sports. Where where what was the rap on Matt Patricia? It was like, oh, he's kind of sloppy and he doesn't his appearance, yada yada, so you know. And then what does he do? He turns to a reporter and grills him for that type of shit. Like, oh, you need to respect the process, man. You need to look, you know, look sharp and be ready for for your nine o'clock job. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? He's probably a way better reporter than you are a head coach. Who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> Matt, you're not even wearing pants right now. Why are you yelling at this guy? <laughs> your lunch is all over your shirt. Yeah, you you have an entire bag of Lay's potato chips in your beard. Like in the bag. The bag is just hanging from your beard. <laughs> it's like a beard cover. Yeah. Oh my god, what a sloppy shithead. The fact that he got like he gets to like go back to like, oh I'll I'll just be the defensive coordinator for the Patriots again, I guess. It's like Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it it's like when a shitty rich kid makes it like three weeks into an internship and is like <laughs> late every day and hung over and stuff and then they fire him and he goes back and works at his dad's dealership it's like where okay. he's the boss yeah well, he's the manager yeah where yeah. he's the boss yeah he's he's managing and some fucking fucking poor poor actual salesman who does his job is like dealing with him it's like oh hey pedro can you get me some coffee uh, i'm with a client right now i'm selling a car yeah that's great uh two sugars uh no cream thanks to um I, I guess jump off that for a second mm-hmm. have you do you have any money tied up in the game this weekend i haven't placed the bet yet but i i'm going to i didn't really want to okay, talk so. about it because i had a bad last uh championship weekend i had a really bad oh it was horrible i missed everything so i don't yeah. want to put myself on record and be fucking wrong and wrong and wrong and wrong but <laughs> i i, I am the podcasting am, yeah right but i'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. feeling good one way um i kind of feel like i know who you would lean i don't know if you're betting are you i am i am and can i guess what you're gonna bet are you betting the spread i i, I haven't think, decided i i i know what i'm I don't know if I'm going to use the points or not, but I know who I'm betting on, basically. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, uh, that's what I feel. You're betting Tampa, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I've, betting Kansas City. Oh, okay. City. That's interesting. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, me yeah. too. Um, and I actually talked to one of our fellow hot boys about this, uh, Cody, when when he called mm-hmm. me two days ago. We were talking about this line a little bit, and I was like, dude, this line, if I'm right, you know, I sound like a genius, and of course, there's a chance for me to be wrong, because it happens. But... The line right now fluctuates between three and a half and three. Irrelevant. Doesn't matter. Mm. The point The point being is that if you would have told me, let's say, six to eight weeks ago, that this was the Super Bowl and the Chiefs were in it and they're only favored by a field goal, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the thing that I keep looking at, too. I'm like... Oh, is this a joke? Yeah, I'll take that. I would I would I would have <laughs> yeah. bet it. You didn't even have to tell me the other team. You could have just said, "Hey, yeah. in in seven weeks, the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl and they're favored by three. Who do you got? I don't care who the other team is. I'm taking the Chiefs. <laughs> the field, yeah, exactly. Yep. So it, it, it's one of those things where like don't think about it too much. Like exactly, yes, sort of go. I, I I'm looking at the prop bets right now. I'm trying to see if there's anything uh, worth betting on. Um, I love that Lashawn McCoy, uh, McCoy is getting plus uh, fifteen thousand for the MVP. So if you want to put some money on that, it's good to put a buck on it, man. Yeah, I mean, let me see who is more likely. So uh, Ryan Suckup, the 
the kicker, yeah. uh, has a higher has worse odds to win MVP than LaShawn McCoy does. So you you get less of a return if you bet on the kicker. <laughs> Let's like who uh, would be so that this is actually an interesting question. Who would be like a dark horse pick for MVP? Of course, take out the the quarterbacks, take out, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Patrick Mahomes is minus one twenty. Everyone else is positive. Figured. Yeah. So it's so hard. So I just never, if I'm putting money where my mouth is, I never pick pass catchers for this because it, it, they just they just won't give it to them. They because, won't because whatever you accumulated catching the ball, someone threw more for you to have that. So exactly, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna win every time. Yep, it's quarterback, so running I'm, back, or defense. Yeah. So if you're telling me I can't pick a quarterback, right. I have two guys, one on so, each side. So then I'm looking at guys like Tyron Matthew yep. and Leonard Fournette. Yep, the two yep, yep, yep. That we're thinking. I, I knew you'd go uh, Lenny, and, and Tyron Matthew was the one I had on the on the Chiefs side. Because you're looking at game changers. You're looking at guys that could mm-hmm. just like – they're not necessarily – and I'm not saying Tyron Matthew's not consistent or anything, but Leonard Fournette yeah. could fall into this category. Is and You're looking for game changers in regards to – they may not have been the most consistent all year, but they have a Sony Michelle like run in them, where they mm-hmm. they just put on a show and get the job done. And then another guy uh, that I had in mind was uh, it's actually two. You you it's because it's guys that have been consistent and they have that big like they they can cause the turnover. They can make shit the ball happen. Finds like, them. Yes, ball finds yeah. and it's Devin White and Levante uh, David. Those guys are defensive game chamber. They put points on the board on, on the de- defensive side, and that's how you win Super Bowl MVP. De- Devin White turned into that big at the end of the year. Like he started to really pop, and I was like, he it was playing out of yeah. his mind, man. Yeah. So I I, I do think that he, I think the smart money if we're if we're talking pure betting strategy is almost pick those defensive guys uh-huh. because because there's there's precedent there because yep. like they will give the award to those guys. Correct. Um, defense, defensive backs and linebackers have won it before, and they've won it with just good defensive games. I mean, I mean, some of them have been, like that Von Miller MVP, is that's still the best game I've ever seen a defensive player Correct. play in my entire life. Like it, was, it was transcendent. But, um, like, let's say Dexter Jackson had, t- had two picks, yep. and, and, yep. and he won it. Uh, I can't remember the guy that won it for the... Cowboys in the '90s. I can't remember his name. Regardless, uh, was the Super Bowl thirty? He won it. But yeah, so so there so there is precedent there. So like, I think if you're going to put money on it, those guys are only both only plus three thousand, which I feel like. I mean, that's, that's good money. That's really yeah. good money, man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I might might throw some money on. on yeah, that's a lot of. There. That's, that's a, a Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. The, but they're still those guys are still better than Sammy Watkins, Ronald oh, Jones, for sure, Mike for Evans, sure. and they're probably oh, yeah. the payout's probably not as good. No, so the so the payout, yeah, the payout is not as good for uh, right Matthew as it is for Sammy Watkins or, or whatever, right or Gronk, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Gronk, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, you brought not up another point, man. <laughs> yeah, which which brings me into the the next is like yeah. another. Game changer is is pass rushers, and if you look at both sides of the ball, the bu- uh, the Bucks have three of them that are really good. So it's too hard to pick which one's going to be the one that gets the stats. And then you look at the Chiefs, and they don't have any. So 
Uh, I mean, you could maybe go Chris Jones, but he's having a down sure. year. So like, sure, he's having a down I, year. Yeah. Same thing with Frank Clark, man. I I really don't feel like Frank Clark got enough credit last year for what he did to elevate that to make that like Chiefs team like a, something to be fucked with. Because when uh-huh. he was playing, he was he was the difference maker in that defense. But this year, he has been a total fucking ghost, man. Like yeah. I don't, I cannot, I have no memory of Frank Clark. Being in or around a football in the year 2020, like I, nope. I, I don't have any, any. So like it's, I mean, I guess, come on down, Frank Clark, show up now, and it's all, all is forgiven. But I, I don't know, man. I mean, he, he maybe, must be hurt or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but again, he could, he could turn up, man. He could have a monster game. He's, he is a talent. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. But, but what do you, what do you like envision this game going like? Uh, how do you, like, how are the points put up? Do you think in this game? Is it a lot of points? <sighs> or is it not. I think it's I, I, I have a hard time imagining this is not just a complete bang 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 game. Like I, I, I know both these defenses are are good. I, mm-hmm. I still I don't think I, I I mean the only people that has ever really stopped the Chiefs all year have been the Chiefs themselves on third down. Otherwise sure. they've been completely fucking Unst- unstoppable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, and the fact is it, they won the game, but like they didn't beat the Packers like a, a defense that's supposedly as good as their defense should have. Like, like I feel like you give the chiefs those out the same opportunities the Packers have, they're going to fuck your mouth. Oh, oh like, absolutely. so yeah. So it's, I, I, I have to think that the chiefs are going to be able to score. And I mean, Tom, Tom's always going to score. Like, is, yeah. well, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's yeah. Absolutely. So I, 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 so the over under is 56, I think. Let me double check this. It's 56 last time I checked, or 50, 56 and a half. It, it is 56. That's really high. That's very high. I, so would still, it, I would still probably take the over on that. I think it's going to be a, 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 a both teams in the 20s. I, I, I'm not going to bet it, but I got the under sort of just because that, that is a, that's a high score for a Super Bowl game, man. That's a very mm-hmm. high score. And, and, I mean, it could be Vegas leaning you to, to take the low. Who knows? And I, That's why I'm not touching it, but... I mean, if there's 56 points put on the board, that's awesome. Like, that'd be fun to watch. And and I do think it's going to be through the air. Uh, you got to remember how badly the Chiefs picked on the secondary last time they played. Oh, they did. They did. Um, yeah. Um, so I I don't think uh, Tyreek Hill is going to have 300 receiving yards no, like he did last no, time. No, no. But uh, I, I do think that it's going to be a matchup issue. And I, I do th- so. If you were building a team to stop Travis Kelsey, you, you you would build this defense. You, you have Devin White and Antoine Winfield Jr. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have better weapons to match up against Travis Kelsey. However, they're not going to stop Travis Kelsey because can. no one can stop Travis yeah, Kelsey. There is there is not a defensive scheme or matchup alive that's going to be able to stop Travis Kelsey. So so that's another thing. I, I, I've been saying this all year. I'm not telling you any news that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey is the most useful single offensive weapon in all of football. Dude, uh, because I, he, I, he creates. I've been right there with you. Incredible, incredible matchup issues that you cannot coach around. You cannot draft a guy that solves Travis Kelsey. Like it, correct. It, he, he is an undefeatable piece. He's it's, the most important piece made, on that team for sure. Yep. It's the same thing that made Gronk at his prime so yes. unstoppable. You can't, yes. can't do anything. You can't do anything to stop him. Nothing. So mm-hmm. they could do everything at the tight end position: block, run any route, 
they could be in the backfield. Like, it doesn't matter, man. They literally put them anywhere, and they do what they have to do, man. And, and which is crazy to say when they have a guy like Tyreek Hill on the team who on any other team would be the most important. Even, even if he doesn't have a huge statistical game, just the fact that he's on the field is massive and draws coverage or, or you know, whatever. But the fact that Tyreek Hill's on a team that where he's not the the biggest problem on offense is absolutely nuts. Yeah, that's insane. And that's why when like the guys were pushing back against how high I thought Kyle Pitts was going to go last, <laughs> yeah, last week, yeah, I'm like, I remember listening. No, no, no. No, no, no. He's going to go really fucking high because he's, yes. he's a fucking problem. And, yes. and like you have to think that coaches that know what they're doing are going to go, oh, fuck. Oh, like, fuck. We need we, to, yep. Yeah. Yeah, we need to. Like, when you have a shot at those guys, you take the shot at those guys, and then and you make it work. Yeah, dude. George Kittle's not born every day, man. Like, if you got a no. chance at one, man, you you draft. And for the early. most part, when those guys fuck up and burn out, they turn into Evan Ingram, who's still a really good football player. That's true. <laughs> like, That's true. Yeah. So, I, what's the worst? The worst version of that player we've seen the past couple of years has been Mike Gesicki. Who's no, no, come ascending. on, man. I think he's better. Yeah, yeah he's better than that. Um, are we talking just strictly like dual threat like, tight end, or just no, j- just one of those court, one of those guys who are physically designed to not to be coverable? OJ Howard. Yes. Okay. There we go. There we go. I, I think. I mean. Yeah. I mean, OJ Howard is, isn't quite the the pure vertical or the. Moss threat that sure. those guys are, but yeah, yeah, I think, man, talk about falling out of love with a player like OJ Howard came there and Bruce Aarons is like, no, we're not, we're not interested. <laughs> have, have you seen this milky sex pot over here called Cameron Braith that we have? We're gonna fucking toss the ball his way. Get out of here, OJ Howard. What uh-huh. you tore your your shit, your whole shit, nothing but your shit. <laughs> oh well, that's fine too, I guess. Yeah, that's convenient but, for me. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like it's been six years since we saw him play football? He got it does like in week four. Yeah, if yeah, it feels like three years. I haven't seen him play football. Because because he him and Hunter Henry would be free agents this year. Then yeah, so Hunter Henry. Yeah. Do you think? Because I'm going to compare this year's free agent tight ends to last year's situation, and the big acquisition was of course Austin Hooper. Do you think mm. Hunter? I thought you were saying Henry, Jimmy Graham. <laughs> I don't even have a joke for that. That was good. <laughs> That's good because that was the joke. <laughs> exactly. But do you think that Hunter Henry is a better commodity than than Austin Hooper? So, yes. However, I don't feel like people will pay him as much. Ding, as ding, 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 ding. Yes. That's the catch-22, yeah. man. That's the catch-22. Is that I, he I, potentially is better, yeah. and he won't have to be paid like Austin Hooper was. I don't know what his market. I I, I cannot no decide idea. what his market is going. No be. fucking clue, dude. It's it, it, he is racking my brain on how much he costs, dude. I have no idea, but it's not going to be a lot. But at the same time, like I feel like every team needs that guy. Yep, and it's like, but in like I'm still not a hundred percent. He sure he leaves L.A. Like, I would That's not be too. like super shocked that if LA said, "Boom, we're going to sign him." There's a new mentality, a new captain to that ship. I could see him valuing, like wanting to be tough and be able to like have a guy that can really grind it out in the trenches and do everything. <laughs> For sure. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I could also see him going like, "Yeah, I'm not 
paying twelve million dollars a year for tight end so later, and he goes to Seattle or some other sh- shit or whatever. And he's the but, second, the third tight end on Seattle because they have four hundred that they don't need. Just gangly them, white guys. Yeah, there. none of them yeah. good. Uh. <laughs> well, they make them not good. Um, That's true. They That's send them, true. They send them there, have them run six routes a game, and just essentially have them act as another tackle. Yeah, so and they two can balls between the, ball the three of them. Mm-hmm. And so they can run the ball on first and second down every fucking play and have someone <laughs> to block for them. So it's fine. All game long. First, second down. Here you go, Chris Carson. Bam into the back of the center. Bam into the back of the center. Oh, <laughs> now it's third and 12 and we have to throw the ball. <laughs> so that, that not to get too off topic, but to stay on the yeah. Seattle train. Dude, is that ever going to turn into a situation where Russell wants out? No, because he's such a fucking dork. Like I don't I see him ever being capable of doing that. He's too golly gee about the stuff. He really is, um, man. And and like we mentioned before about having a genuine romance between who you are and where you play, like I think there's some of that there too. Um, but at the same time, like I've said that that Pete Carroll has been a dead man walking there for eight years, and no, like no one knows he's dead yet. Like it's, it's like the experience is over. It's that shit. That shit is gonna turn into Mike McCarthy. I'm calling it next eighteen months. It's gonna get very McCarthy esque in Seattle. I'm going to say it. The I, fucking I hope so. Pixie dust is going to fall away. And it turns out just this old weird crypt keeper guy has been there for eight years. It's like, uh, it's like those shitty, uh, CW shows where the witch is like super hot and busty, but like, then she gets revealed as an old hag, but Pete yeah. Carroll's already, already an old hag. And he just like, looks even, he looks even worse when you see his real form. Just like urn. Yeah. Like full sand. The, the tales from the crypt guy and some shit. Yeah. Well, because, like, that dude is saying the same shit <laughs> he said when he got there from fucking USC. We're going to yeah, run dude. the ball. It's like, he's a fucking Woody doll. You pull the string and he says to fucking run the ball, man. Like, it's like, Jesus Christ, man, adjust. Do something. Like, do something. What are you doing? And then uh, then no one... Like when they evaluate that roster, it's they they always disservice everybody on that roster, and I'm like, don't make it seem like it's the fucking roster's fault. Are you guys nuts? I was like, that that offense is like loaded. Dude, that is an incredible point. That dude does not maximize the guys he has. No, he no. super super doesn't. Like, uh, so someone's like, hey, Sean McVay, I'm pulling you from the phantom zone and I'm going to zap you into a team. I'm going to give you DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, <laughs> Chris, Chris Carson. Carson, and I'm going to give you Russell Wilson. It's like, oh, so uh, that's 6,000 yards passing. Thank you very much. <laughs> and it's like, nope, you're going to run the ball first and second down and then design some sort of bullshit mesh pattern on third down. But uh, Russell Wilson's going to run around for 25 minutes until DK Metcalf breaks for you over the top, and you're going to and you'll still win 10 Dude. games. And and it's like, yeah, it's like you're 100 percent right, and we saw it manifest itself onto Nick's fantasy team, where where it you saw Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson have just the most disappointing output in so many weeks because of that shit, and it's not because of the talent, which I've already mentioned. It's because of that shit right there. It's the play design and the calling, man. They they. They're super predictable, and like that's why we beat them at least once every year. Like, cause it's like they're 
We've seen it. We've seen it. And they're not doing anything new. Well, and when that team had a generational defense, yes, they got away with that shit. Yep. It it it, it worked cuz you could just go you could pull the fucking string on Woody and <laughs> The defense was good enough that didn't fucking matter if he had a snake in his boots or not. So, like, it now when you're pedestrian as fuck on defense, like, it's, it's, shit won't fly no more, man. And it fell apart for him this year. We saw it, man. That's what happens. mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's significantly darker there than people are saying. Like, Mm. Like, I'm saying. The, the the Mike McCarthy experience is coming to a town near you if that town is Seattle. If you are near Seattle, then it's coming there. Because, I mean, really, man, like, is that, all, like, uh, offensively speaking, you're going to tell me that there's 10 other offenses better than them? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, is, as far as roster-wise? Yes. Ah, uh, fuck. Can I think of, like, maybe three four like like that's the kind of neighborhood you're in like yeah. as far as like your offensive roster you got I mean, the, your offensive line has fucking problems but other like the skill position wise man you're oh they're fine more than fine. money yeah i mean it's better than teams like the packers that were it's fucking, better than packers I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Than packers. i mean you know, other than the fact that you know Devontae adams is from the moon but i think it's, other, other I think it's better that, than the rams i think it's better than the rams i think it's better than the rams um yeah, man, it's, it's definitely it's definitely one of the best in the league. Maybe, I mean, better than Baltimore. Tampa's better. Yeah, Tampa yeah, and Kansas yeah, City. Tampa, Kansas City. Then, then it's probably Seattle. I, I, I would almost have to say uh, we might. Because, I mean, like, maybe I don't want to speak too. We might be forgetting somebody, but like again, they're they're, mm-hmm. they're super up there. Yeah, yeah. So it's so the fact that they're like not near the top of the and we saw that that brief beautiful moment where like. Let Russ cook, and, uh-huh. and Russ was cooking, and then fucking MVP. Woody is like, "Yep, we gotta stop this. We gotta stop this. We gotta fucking slow this shit down." Scoring too many points. If you yeah, score were scoring... too many points, then you don't appreciate the points you have. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they, yeah, they were scoring like thirty-five a game or some shit, man. Yeah, and then they fucking like let's pull the gas off that. Let our mediocre defense carry us to a championship. Like get the fuck out of here, shit, man. Oh. Because, like, I would almost rather have a fan base where your team is bad. It's like, oh, we just need new players. Then, like, our players are good. Please let them out of prison. Like, it's, it's almost like a worse hell in a, in a suck, weird man. way. Because you, you feel robbed at the end. Like, you feel like, fuck. Like, we had a, a window to do something there. And we, like, we just actively chose not to do anything with yeah. it. Like, it, it's, a, it's a way, I think, worse fate. It's called being a Bucks fan a little <laughs> bit. Um, <laughs> you guys are, what, third in the East, man? That's good. Yeah, that's good. I, I just like the the magic that was there last year just doesn't feel like it's like it's there this year. Uh, I, I, I think it's like better basketball. And I, I, Giannis has to be hurt or something. He doesn't he, look still, right. Yeah, he. I don't know if he's in his head or if he's hurt. Yeah, or, which which leads me to to that point where it's like, man, for as good as he is, he is just so flawed to where. It, I hope it's not un, like you can't surmount it, but I'm getting to be very afraid that that's just it, man, that this is it. So I, I feel like part of, and I really appreciate Giannis, not only because he's on my team, but I appreciate 
there are certain guys in this league, basically him and Kawhi, and I think some other guys, where it's like, no, 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 you come play with me. I don't mm-hmm. go play with you. You come, you come play with me. And um, I, I do think part of the Bucks' five-year plan with that contract is someone's gonna want to come and play here. And I don't. You can't have years like this and think that's gonna happen. That's um, a good point. Is the issue that's is good point. he's not. He is not the the fluorescent flare gun that he was like the past two years. Where like yes, yeah. everyone in Tampa pay attention to me. He's just a really good player this year for sure. He, and he's, and he's not he's not transcendent. And that's so much. I mean, dude, you're talking to a Suns fan. That's so much easier said than done. It's like wow, we got this really good player. Everybody's gonna want to come play with him. It's like yeah, not really. You know, you're a mid market team, uh, and he's there's a lot of good players in the league. You know, it took us mm-hmm. fucking. Four to five years to get Chris Paul. And it's like, that was our big... That's who's coming to play with you. And it's like, that's good. But it's not a championship. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I'm done waiting on that. There's not really much you can do. When when you're a fan of a mid to small market team, man, it's just... You just gotta take what you got. And it sucks, you know? I think that's called the Knicks effect. Where it's like, oh, we're the mm-hmm. Knicks. People are going to want to come and play with us, and then sure, no sure, one sure. has ever yep. wanted to come play for the Knicks. So like, it's it it, it it it's the same thing. And like, in the modern NBA, it almost doesn't work that way unless someone says, oh no, now you have to trade me, and this is the only place I I will go. And because for the most part, guys like once i don't know it's like it's like once once they put roots down like they're kind of stuck there i, I don't know is Ka- is Kawhi leonard gonna happen again and want to come to milwaukee i just don't and, and there's something happy. and i'm not trying to pat this guy on the back anymore yeah than he needs to be i mean he pats himself on the back enough i mean it's all deserved but again yeah. not to harp too much and it only works for certain players it's like you can you can be talented and guys can come play with you and it's still not work. We've seen it and mm-hmm. seen it and seen it. There's only one case where it doesn't fucking matter if you're LeBron James. Anyone with yep. talent, if anyone with talent plays with LeBron James, it works because of the way he plays basketball. He is he's one of the greatest baseball players. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's not just a scorer. He does everything and he makes everyone around him better unless you're a young guy that hasn't developed yet. But if you are an established player in the league... It works. And this is something that we talk about, I think, when we talk about evaluating just sports in general. And it's it's like the gap between a top five receiver and a top ten receiver. Mm. Massive. It's a yes. big gap. It, it may yes. be three numbers, but the gap is big. And being one of the best players in the league and one of the best players of all time is a different fucking galaxy. Mm-hmm. So that's great uh, Lil, uh, Damian Lillard, people are going to yeah. want to come play with you, but you're nowhere fucking in the same universe right. as a guy right. like LeBron James, both in talent and gravity. Like the, right. the gravity of LeBron James is completely different than Giannis and completely different than Damian Lillard. Dude, like Anthony just, Davis couldn't make gonna... the fucking playoffs by himself. Like that's nuts. Yeah, and now it's now they're they can't lose. They cannot they can't lose. lose. So yep. it's like, yeah. <laughs> I just fucking hate that it's always the Lakers. Just don't be the Lakers for once. I, I wish it would have like, been, yeah, LeBron on any other fucking team, man. I hate that it's the fucking Lakers, man. They could have just... If he would have went to New Orleans, man, that would have been fantastic. It's like, great. Awesome. Could go to Vancouver. Doesn't even have a team. Just put on the Grizzlies <laughs> uniform and show just up. Don't Teams will find you. Yeah. fucking Lakers, man. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. 
It, but and there's another recipe that yeah. you can hope for too in regards to a championship run. It's what it's what the Heat showed us last year. It's like you could be talent heavy. You have one guy that is definitely the go-to guy, Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. and you you surround him with with defenders, which is an interesting way in today's game. You surround that star with like with dogs, like guys that are gonna do dirty work and defend, and you get them two white guys that can shoot the fucking shit out of the ball. Like that is the key. Oh fuck, we don't have white guys. It's your problem, that's man. Our, that's kind of our problem. Like, Divincenzo's almost white, so he kind of counts. And Pat, well, Pat Connaughton, but he's. Oh yeah, no, you don't get whiter than Pat Connaughton. That's you don't get any whiter. Pat, he, Con- his he, name's Pat. He almost counts as two white guys. Brooke Lopez is also almost white. Like him and DiVincenzo add up to like 0. 0.75 one, white. Yeah, guy. that's almost yeah. a white guy. A little bit, a little bit less than one white guy. Like like 0. 0.75 white guys. Those two guys add up together. But they're definitely no Tyler Hero. Or, no. Yeah. Or or uh, no, no. Duncan Robinson. Nope, definitely not. Definitely not. We need that brand of white guy, and we don't have it. <laughs> we we had Kyler Culver, uh, Kyle Culver Kyle last year, but he was yeah yeah he was expired though. He was expired. Oh, like, yeah. just, his was legs extra, barely extra worked. crispy done. Mm-hmm. We need to find that white guy that taught Joel Embiid how to shoot. And <laughs> Uncle Rico him. down at the park? Yeah, yeah. Some guy with fucking sports goggles and a sweatband on at the Y. That's still, dude, I, we talk about that like once a month. And it's still, it's like, that's the greatest thing I've ever read or heard in my life. <laughs> So yeah, I learned to shoot. I was watching. Uh, I was watching this white guy. Yeah, who was it? Was he watching like Larry Bird? No, just, just some. No, he, he was watching white guys. Which when I heard that, the first thing I was like, "Did he just fucking YouTube white guys shooting and just like do what they did on the video?" Like, like that's an incredible piece of intel I just gained on fuck how Joel and which is the nuts because he's like, like, the, like he's one of the better shooting big men in the league. Like his touch is unreal. Yeah, yeah, but he got that touch. From from fucking white guys at the at the park in fucking Wichita. Like, could you imagine Joel and B just pulling up to just an outdoor court with like it's just a random pick? He just puts down a lawn chair with a notepad and he's just watching this pickup game and he just starts taking notes. Yep. Yeah, he, he's like got like he's like an Iowa. old like VHS re- recording camera on a tripod and then he's just like taking notes. Is that who's sitting over there? Is that is that? A black guy? We don't have those in <laughs> Iowa. Didn't even name drop them. Just, just, just even name. Is that just, that can't be? I think it is. That is a black guy. Yeah, it's like, is it, what are you do? What are you doing, black guy? Oh, I'm watching white guys. Oh, so we're both racist. Oh, okay, that's fine then. <laughs> do you think maybe you could like teach me how to dribble a little bit? <laughs> Only if you teach me how to shoot. Uh, deal. Racism over. <laughs> Podcast is over. It's fucking over. We, <laughs> we solved it. We killed <laughs> racism. It's over. Mm-hmm. Not just for here, for right now, but forever. Right now, <laughs> forever. It's fucking over. We, killed it. we ended it. Uh, we figured. Twenty twenty one. We solved it. Twenty twenty one. The year that year we killed racism three years ago when Joel had B learned to shoot. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> That's it, dude. I got. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's the end of the show. That's it. That's definitely it. That's That's the end of the show. (laughs) Maybe forever. (laughs) Yeah, my. Sorry, sorry, David. Sorry, Cody, but that might be it.
That was the joke that we had to start this show for. We got it out of our system, and now it's over. It took us nine months. We finally found it. We finally found it. All right, but that will legitimately do it for Football Hot Boys this week. Thank you for joining us for what was a just jolly good time had by you and me, Clark. Good to have you back. Glad you're feeling better. Thanks, bud. All right, so follow me on Twitter at Wisco Coonsie. Follow Clark at TC131HotBoys. And follow the show at HB under, uh, FB underscore Hot Boys. It's been a while since I screwed that up. It was good to get yeah, back to it. Yeah, you were that. on a good streak. It, it, yep. Yeah, I was on a good streak there. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Stay hot, boys. Peace. <laughs>